Welcome or welcome back from whenever and wherever you're listening. I'm Darren and this is the show where the guests on my list get to have some fun with their favorite list countdowns and we get to know them and their work a little better. If you'd like to get in contact with the show or submit some questions and ideas for the show, you can get in touch at my guest list pod pretty much everywhere you look. All the links are also in the show notes each week so you can check there as well. If you'd like to support the show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you can, or just tell someone about the show that you think might be interested. And on that note, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has rated and reviewed the show so far. It's very much appreciated, and people have been very kind and quite flattering. So thanks very much. It's very motivating. As such, I also wanted to give a big shout-out to Greg from the Bad Council podcast for a great review this week. He writes... No other podcast like this. This is such a unique idea and it's extremely well done. Great for long drives, listening with friends, or as a way to wind down after a long day. Greg from the Bad Council podcast. So Greg, thanks again. And hopefully my show does actually fill a void for anyone in any of those scenarios. So uh, very cool. This week, it's part two of my chat with Orlando and Julian from the Invincibly Broken podcast. We finished off with their moon landing conspiracy last week which means we're up to number five on their top 10 list of favorite conspiracy theories. So, as the late and great Heath Ledger in one of his finest roles would say, And here we go. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, guys, what's your number five? The murder of Princess Diana. This is a favorite of my father-in-law. Yeah, I think it's it's honestly... um, for me, I remember when Princess Diana died, and I remember thinking to myself, I was I was young, I was young when it happened. I'm like, why does everybody care? You know, like who is she? Mm. I didn't understand. I didn't understand who she was, or or the weight that she carried, or anything like that. I didn't know nothing. And funny enough, it wasn't until I listened to a podcast several years ago about conspiracy theories and the death of princess diana that i learned so much about her that i actually started doing some research and like really understanding like what a powerful figure she was and how like one of the one of the big one of the big controversies and how she made headlines and became famous was because of her compassion and she was the first um high profile individual to ever take a picture touching a, pay, a person with AIDS, yes, and HIV. That was a big and, deal too for the royal family. Family and, and the royal family it was huge deal, and um, and I was like, wow, you know, like you use this power and this platform that you have to kind of stick it to the royal family, and and she kind of was doing, trying to use her 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 own platform and her royalty status to do good and i and i really admired that and you know so the so the the story is is that prince diane died in a car accident because um it was on the autobahn right yeah the autobahn and there's no speed limits there and and the driver was some people say the driver was intoxicated um uh people say that it was a hit that somebody on a moped or motorcycle sped up and shot into the vehicle but what i find the most fascinating is that they think that 
it was the royal family that killed her that they went out and they hired somebody and the a lot of the reasons was because this I, I and correct me if i'm wrong because i'm trying to remember it all but this was after they had had announced that that or she was already divorced she was with right? Fayette. Yeah, yeah, she was so, she was Dodie Fayette, and and that's who she'd left the the building with in the in the car, and they yeah. went in the underpass. Yep, yep, and um, she had already, uh, you know, but she kept. I guess, I guess you keep some type of royalty. She she kept status. the title. Yeah, she kept the title. yeah. You keep the title, and the the thing that blew me away that is title. that the conspir- the the big conspiracy theory was that she was pregnant with her with her uh her yes yeah and the royal family could not stand the fact that they would have a brown baby in the royal family because that child would have royal ties back to the royal family and that was a lot of the reasons why they had her killed and i found that fascinating that that we were just talking about secret societies and illuminati and that is it really like that you know, and then you kind of think of like even now, look at the princes. They've pretty much, you know, the the one um, who's married to uh, uh, Merkel, um, <laughs> pretty much just the, yeah. denounced himself. He's like, right, I don't need this royal status. He took, he just basically abdicated, said bye. Yes. Yeah, he was just like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, did he find something out? Look, you know, like. He also looks like he doesn't look like Charles. He looks like um, there's a there's a theory that she had actually had a dalliance with uh, a member of the military. I can't remember who it was. Um, the, really? The, yeah. The equestrian uh, instructor. It was a major. Yes, major. That's right. Correct. Yeah. And um, see, look, I'm just full of useless information. And I don't know where to put it. No, you put it in the right place that time, so it's perfect. Um, and that's that's it. He looks very very similar to um, to that that guy. I can't remember his name, but to, to the major and and that's a uh, it's sort of like I think most people sort of nearly take for granted that that's the situation that she you know like considering if you've seen the tell all uh, documentaries that have come out about uh, what she went through being married to Charles and Charles yeah. and Camilla and things like that. So you couldn't have blamed her, I guess, from finding solace in the arms of another man considering but who knows yeah not for nothing i don't like i don't really don't like talking trash about people but no. damn camilla camilla is a dog <laughs> i don't like what the hell like i mean like you know princess diane was very beautiful and yeah. not for nothing but, but yeah. prince charles is an ugly dude too yeah. like you would think you would want to hold on to that He's and got some ease on him yeah. i mean, Damn, you're a you're a prince. Like you, you mean to tell me you couldn't even find a a, a six out of ten to yeah. cheat on your wife with? You, yeah, Carmela looks like they put her together with like popsicle sticks and duct tape. And, th- and that's the thing. That's what I think the most that that's what gets a lot of people in terms of you know not that there was infidelity and things like that, but it was infidelity with her. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, but anyway. Again, let's not You're the heir to the throne. Can you be just a little bit more picky, a little yeah. bit more select? <laughs> Trade up. But um <laughs> I think it's 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 crazy. I didn't I never heard that that uh that that theory that his father is uh I think it's James Hewitt. Is yes. that what it was? Yes. James yes. Hewitt. That's yeah. it. exactly right. His father yes. was James Hewitt. Uh I don't know where that just came from. But um 
but I never, I never heard that before that, that whole, that yeah. whole theory. And you're right. He doesn't look like you're right. He doesn't look like Charles at all, no. actually, because you would think you would at least inherit those ears no. from his well, dad. Well, look, the, uh, the first one, uh, what, uh, not Harry. Um, what's the other, uh, the, the first son, the oldest son, I can't remember his name now, but he, um, he definitely looks like his mum. But he, he has, William. sorry, William. Yes, William, has William. Mm-hmm. has traits of his father, but he looks like his mum. So, yeah. whereas uh, Harry, yeah, not so much. No, no, and I, you know, I kind of wonder. It makes you wonder, like, what, what did he find out that made him like denounce himself from his family? I don't think it's because he got married. I think it's the way they treated his mum. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I think it's the way they treated his mum. They they were very close with her, and that was obvious from everything that you you saw. As and she was, you know, everything when you saw them um, meeting after they'd been a, apart from for a while. You know, the the passion and everything like that in terms of seeing her kids again. She it was just so sincere and so open and raw that it wasn't put on at all. And, and, you know, they were very close, the, the boys and her, and their mother, you know, obviously it was a, a fantastic bond. And I think he's taken, um, taken what they did to her and gone, well, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And that's it. He's spread his wings and gone his own way. It, t- it takes, takes a lot of guts to do that for oh, sure. Especially, especially for a whole a high profile. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because he literally left with the shirt on his back. Yeah. Although I'm sure he gets a pretty good stipend, and Meghan Markle's not exactly poor, so yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so. I mean, Meghan Markle is a is a good consolation prize. Oh so yeah, I think he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing okay for himself, and I think he's quite happy. So, <laughs> all right, so we're up to if we've done the murder of Princess Diana, we would be up to number four. What's your number four top conspiracy theory? Uh, number four is 9-11, September 11th. Big one. Very big one. Uh, so, there's so many conspiracies there around are. that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Where do you begin? Um, uh, aside from the, the two World Trade Center buildings, you know, there are supposed, um, like, snapshots, like, from a, a high, uh, you're the photographer, how do you say, uh, a high-speed camera? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That of, you know, so it, it, it's, it's well documented that one of the planes went down and, and, and hit the Pentagon. But one of the conspiracy theories that are out there, they're saying, okay, well, that doesn't look like a plane because that's not big enough. That looks more like a, some sort of a cruise missile. Ah, okay. So that's one of the conspiracies that are going on at that, that the actual attack on the two World Trade Center buildings were more of a distractionary tactic so that the Pentagon could be uh, attacked head on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one, one of the ones that is out there. Um, and again, just like, well, no, let me not go there just yet. Um, there are speculations that it was actually even an inside job on it. And then there's actually... Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, again, conspiracy theories that this is some, one of those things that we knew about it, but the government did absolutely nothing about it. That's a, that's um, a scary one. That is a very scary one. 
because uh, reports have come out that, you know, one of the, the things that the president has here and then is, is daily, every morning has uh, briefings from all the major security agents, the FBI, CIA, NSA, and, you know, th- he is fed all this information. Well, yeah, he, because we, we haven't had a female president just yet, but he has fed all this information about what's going on, what they're, what they are seeing, what's the talk and, you know, things like that. And it gets put in a brief and he's briefed on all this. So, so as to make all these decisions. And it has been said that it was, uh, intercepted that they knew Osama bin Laden was planning, um, the attack. Yeah. Now, I, I, I can't recall from the report that I read whether they actually said that it was going to be on the World Trade Center, but they knew that there was like uh, an attack imminent on 9-11 because for us, 9-1-1 is when we call the police, of we dial 9-1-1. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like our, our emergency. So that, 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 that was not planned. That was actually very significant, um, but that the government did nothing. It's, it's, it was also said that the pre- the previous administration, which was uh, the Bill Clinton administration, they had been watching this activity going on for years and that they did nothing. And then it eventually led up to this horrific attack on our, on our soil. Well, something like that, I think, is probably, for me, scarier than even some of the other more out there type of conspiracy theories in terms of beam, we- beam weapons and things like that. Because that sort of plays into that whole Illuminati New World Order situation again, too, in terms of, you know, if it was a cover up for some sort of financial institution, because there's a lot of theories behind that in terms of the paperwork that went missing once the, the, the two buildings collapsed and were destroyed. Um, yeah, I think the, it, it, what, what's the, the most disturbing conspiracy theory for, for either of you guys surrounding 9-11? I would, I would definitely. Well, I think the I think the most disturbing one is that it would be an inside job. That that yeah. regardless of whatever the main ultimatum was that you know led to that decision, whether it was financial, whether it was for to spark a, a war, um, you know, there's a bunch of different ones that that oh, went out there, yeah. but. It, yeah, so it's it's crazy, and you know, you it's really scary that that well, honestly, what's scary is that some other human was like, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's crash a couple planes into really tall buildings." Yeah, that's uh, it's a mind like that to be able to come up with something like that's pretty disturbing. And and see, here's the other part, the very disturbing part about it um, is that um, you know, I'm not. You know, for the NSA agents who are listening to this conversation, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not being anti-government or anything like that. But I mean, uh, one of the things historically the United States has a very bad habit of is supporting people who end up hating us. Yeah. So we always know that Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda is one of those. And but uh, back in the 80s, we armed al-qaeda when mm. they were trying to um in their war versus versus the the russians yes. when they were in, uh, occupying afghanistan, afghanistan so yes. we yeah. in our interests were trying to help al-qaeda and then ah look at that you know 
look how that ended how, how that ended up for us so yeah. um, and it's and it's very scary knowing that okay we know what this particular group is capable of because we provided them these capabilities in the first place yeah. in, in many of those it, it, but there was never a wa- there was a watchful eye but it was a very um almost an eye that looked the other way for a couple for for some things why i don't know we knew that al-qaeda was a, an extremist group um from the moment that we stopped once the the Russians left Afghanistan and then they started um, putting into place Sharia law, mm. uh, we are like, wow, those people are not cool. But we didn't do anything about it because I guess it was not in our be- in our interest at that moment. And we finally kind of came to do something about it when our interests were involved. And unfortunately, it took for us to um, go through 9/11 and peel back. Uh, years before that you know um cold war our adversary was for the most part the russians but who were we allied with during you know the second world war War. yeah of course russia was one of our allies so we keep on we keep on backing the people that we end up fighting later on and look war does that that war makes you know makes allegiances and things like that with people that sometimes you wouldn't normally and i think that america or the Allies saw that coming with Russia in in terms of what happened in Germany and Berlin in terms of you know the uh, the wall and things like that and and everything that happened after that having to to actually air freight everything into to Western Germany and um, it, it was one of those things that you know it was going to be a, a fight for power and obviously it was the start of the Cold War and yeah all right cool fantastic well that's tender well that's up to number four let's stop and talk about your show again so one of the things i i wanted to actually talk about was from the the very beginning when i started i've, I've gone back and listened to a lot of your episodes and the sound quality is always fantastic um you guys do a really good job and uh, i'm just wondering what podcast equipment do you use and what's the evolution of the equipment from when you first started till now uh this is really this is this is really uh we laugh uh because there hasn't been much um evolution right so uh so we use i we we told you earlier that we use gaming headsets to record our first podcast of course and uh and uh and and it sucked badly (laughs) but um but it's funny, we um we both have a mutual friend that we met from the nightclub who's an audio and light engineer. And um Julian and I bought podcasting mics from off Amazon and I don't I I don't even know the hell the name of this podcasting mic. But anyway, so we bought these podcasting mics, they're probably like fifty bucks US, if that. I think we might have caught it on sale. And um and I was like going nuts on YouTube trying to learn how to edit audio. Like I, I was every waking moment, like yeah. three o'clock in the morning watching video on how to how to edit, what software to use, what's the best way to record with a virtual host. And very, very it's very a lot of people do things very complicated. Um and I reached out to this friend who, who our friend who's an audio engineer. And he's like, man, I was listening to the podcast and dude, 
it sounds phenomenal. Like from taking from a from a guy who does audio, you guys sound great. I, like, what do you? He's like, what microphone are you using? So I tell him that it's like he says, oh, don't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, it's like don't ever, don't ever let anybody know that that's the <laughs> that you guys are using. So it's a yeah. USB mic that plugs in to the back of our computer, yeah. and I, uh, I work a lot on post with the audio. So I do, I, I edit, I edit the podcast exclusively, and I listen to a lot of our episodes, and I really pay attention to you know, the ums, the ands, you know, I have a tendency to pop my P's and T's when I talk and I talk too close to the microphone sometimes. So you hear my breathing or me gasping for air when I go on rants. I do that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Julian has like a nervous tick that he has to tap like his desk or shake his leg and you can pick it up on the mic. Um, he's also, um, his voice escalates as he talks he doesn't talk evenly so sometimes he talks really really low and then he moves up high but then he goes back really low or julian also has a tendency to mumble and he doesn't enunciate a lot of his words so i literally would listen to an episode you guys call julian (laughs) yeah yeah i literally will will call julian and be like dude you're fucking mumbling again cut the shit out enunciate separate your lips when you talk and uh and make I, an effort, and, man. Make an effort. <laughs> and I did, but then I'd be like hypercritical on me. Like I'm dude, like, like when I talk is like, like every time I say the P a P yeah, word or whatever. Sign. Yeah. So, um, and then like, you know, we don't have the luxury of living alone, right? We have small children. So mm-hmm. Julian, I can hear Julian's wife carrying a conversation in the background. And, and so I had to learn how to eliminate noise in the background, how to flatten my bassy voice, you know, um, how to even Julian's tone out and how to make it clean. So I already have preset filters. I use GarageBand, okay, free application, yeah. and I have I have preset filters. So when I go into post, I automatically set all these filters on, and literally it's cut my it's literally cut my editing time from two hours an episode to get about. 45 minutes to an hour and a half of a published podcast to down to probably about 30 minutes. The only time it takes me a little longer, if I need to go back in and re-listen to certain sections or cut out um, maybe something somebody said, or if the audio was choppy from a guest, yeah. but, um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much the process. So we use the, what we did splurge on was headphones. So we both use Oh, uh, uh, Barrett Dynamics ET770 Pro. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. And these are a godsend to your ears. And I honestly really think it helps me a lot to pick up discrepancies in, in the audio when I'm listening. Okay. That, that's good. I guess, especially for editing. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and on top of that, there's also the challenge. So since we're both remote, um, we also, we record our own separate tracks. Yeah. Yes. So when we, when we're doing a, a podcast, so we have to first, before we start recording, we have to, um, sync, sync the audio, yeah. which is, <laughs> yeah, through the, the clap method. Yeah. 
Um, and then, so the other thing is, you know, and I'm, or I'm slowly going to start making the transition, but you know, uh, Orlando is a Apple, a Mac guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a windows guy. Okay. So he uses uh garage band. I use, uh, audacity. So once we do our sync, we do our show. I, I export it to a wave file. And then in our, on our email, which is everything is Google based from our website. I just drop it in the Google drive and then I let him know, Hey, it's in there. He goes in there. He, he snatches up my audio, syncs it. And then that's how it uh, comes out. Now, one thing that, and thank you so much for telling us that our sound quality is good, but you know, listening to the other ones like very echoey. And that's how we started learning about sound treating. Like right now in the house style, man, oh, I'm like a, dog with four buttholes because um i have carpeting on the floor mm -hmm. and then i also have my little foam panels so like my sound quality here is so much better than it was in my other home Thank in texas god yeah that's oh cool. my god because my home in texas <laughs> I, uh i was in the dining room I, oh okay you know i yeah. i i made the little um sound panel yes which improved but you still get a lot of echo and if my daughter would like run everything was tile you could just hear the click 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 click. yeah i, can I think we would have to I, pause let her go do her yeah. thing and then pick up where we left off i think for your listeners that you know when they listen to this podcast and they're trying to learn how to become podcasters you it's a very it's crazy how much information is there out there on how to do a podcast and what's the right way to do a podcast and and, you know, you, we met, you know, like we met Darren through a podcasting group uh, on Facebook and everybody, ha everybody has a solution that they think is right. And they think you have to spend ridiculous amounts of, uh, of money on equipment and all this stuff. And, you know, you got to find what works for you. It's a lot of trial and error, but the best thing I could tell you is just, just get out and do it. And honestly, I think editing in post is probably more important than the equipment a good a good pair of headphones so you can listen to the sound and and uh and 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 good and good understanding of of audio editing my yeah. opinion okay Look, well, hopefully when you listen back to this, if you, you do listen back to this, that you won't be too unimpressed with uh, what I've done because my, my editing huh. is pretty basic at the moment still. So <laughs> I think it, honestly, our, mine is, is pretty rudimentary too. Like it really, I don't really do a lot. Like I just, you know, you hear the same voice over and over again. So you'll know what you sound like. I'm sure for you, it's going to be a little different because you have guests and there, you know, there, some people might be talking to you on, AirPods or yeah. you know whatever the case would be, but you'll get there, man. I, I have I have I have faith in you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate. I mean, it. I mean, <laughs> at the beginning of the show, you said, "Oh, I got to do my mixer." I was like, "Man, we don't have mixers." Mixer? Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Man, I love." Okay, low budget. I bought a I bought an analog mixer, and like I said, I I had I I got it on special, and I had planned. I bought the mixer because I had planned to do a podcast originally with my sons. Oh, and yep. Mm -hmm. So I needed something that would take four mics. Uh, and so I, I bought the mixer and it didn't turn out that way. So I've just worked out a way to, to actually use it now for what I'm doing. And I started out with a, 
I'm a bit of a Linux guy and the old computer that I used had a really horrible sound card and Linux not great for Skype. I saved my first two episodes as MP3, not as WAV files. So trying to get them to sound good has been hard and I'm actually going to release the first of the interview episodes uh, actually this evening after I do this episode with you and uh, hopefully everyone will be gentle <laughs> with me until I, I get the hang of this. Um, but I, my guest, I didn't want to be disrespectful to my guests because they came on and they were fantastic and I wanted, you know, people to hear them. So this is, this show is all about, you know, other people's work, right? Not really mine. Yeah. So, and I want to present it in as, as a, a good a fashion as I can, but it's a learning, learning experience for myself at the moment. So anyway. Anyway, but, it, it. but it's still, but it's still your work, though. I mean, you, you're the one that you. I mean, you got to recognize the fact that you put it all together. Hunting down guests is not easy. I could tell you. I could tell you that much. Mm. And even us, like, right, we played a lot of tag back and forth yes. for a couple months before we narrowed down a date and stuff like that. So you know, it's a, you, it's it's very humble of you to say it's about your guests, but you know, you got to appreciate the hard work that you put into it too. Oh, so thank you absolutely. very much. Thank you. Mate, I did want to ask you, like, you guys leave it all out there on your show, but is there something that uh, the audience probably doesn't know about you that you're willing to share? So some some little tidbit, even if it's to do with sport or something that, you know, guilty pleasure, uh, something like that that your listeners normally wouldn't probably hear from you. That's a very interesting. I'm going to let Julian go first on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to tell you exactly that there's, uh, like you said, we, we like to uh, leave, put it all out there. We leave it out there. There's really nothing that's off limits. Is that, there's one thing for, for, for a fact, and, and that's mainly because of, like, you know, policies and stuff like that. We don't talk about our jobs. Okay. We say kind of what we do, but we don't go into detail but i mean i don't know i there's um I, i've already told people that my wife will let me swallow my tongue if oh, I put on my I, sleep I, julian <laughs> julian I tell the julian actually um it uh has dabbled in stand-up comedy oh that's a good one that some people that some people do not know that we don't talk about often on the podcast i've never heard it on the podcast no go ahead go ahead julian um i dabble in stand-up comedy <laughs> <laughs> How else am I gonna do that? No, no. I mean, I, I've tried. Um, I, I've done a couple of open mics in in previous um, employers. Whenever we had like the, um, you know, like the company party, they would just tell me, "Hey, go tell some jokes," and I'm like, "Okay." Um, and then uh, a friend of mine from high school, uh, which we actually had her on her show. She's a stand-up comedian, and um, she kind of told us about. Now that, um, uh, virtual open mics. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I've done two, but from during after that time, that's kind of when I was notified by my employer that I was going to have to relocate. So uh, all okay. that other stuff got put on hold. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's, uh, I, I, I love, I mean, Orlando and I both love stand up comedy. I mean, that's one of the things that, that we just, we love stand up comedy. Um, I've been trying to get Orlando to kind of, you know, branch out, give it a go, get it a go. Uh, he keeps telling me, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it, but you know, hasn't, but it, it's fun. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. 
That's great. I do a lot of public speaking at, at, at my job. So it's not, I don't have a problem getting in front of a, a room full of strangers and, and, and talking. So I, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's hard yes. as a stand up comedian. What I, and what I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be original. Yeah. And that's one of the things because you could very easily say one bit and then you're like, ah, oh, son, son of a biscuit. Somebody else said that before. And then you end up with a whole, you know, Mancia Rogan situation. Yeah. And, you just don't yeah. Want and it was unconscious. You didn't mean it. And yeah. And that, that, that's funny that you talk about that, um, that dynamic between, uh, Joe Rogan and, and, uh, what's the other guy's name? Carlos Mancia. Yeah. That got really heated. Oh, that got ugly. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a that was a crazy. That was a that was like the the soap opera of the comedy world. Yeah, for a definitely. Long time. Yeah, yeah, not crazy. I mean, it got it, it got Joe Rogan banned from uh uh the comedy Com- store, which yeah. was the big uh f- for a very long time because at that point that's when Carlos Mencia was kind of like at at the height. You know, he had yeah. a show and all that stuff. Yeah, and, you know, bad PR, and they 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 kind of chose. Um, and see over Rogan, but mm. you know, a lot of other stuff came out and, uh, well, you know, look at Rogan now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Orlando, your turn. Hey, I've been, I've been sitting here thinking about something that I haven't talked in the damn podcast and I feel like I diarrhea the mouth about everything in my <laughs> life. Um, what is something that my listeners and we don't talk about what I do on the podcast? Um, even like a guilty pleasure movie or oh okay well i love romantic comedies there you and go and i yeah and i am a huge fan of patrick dempsey and i think he's I one th- now you've them. gone too far you can back right up now okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough that, um, thanks nice talking to you orlando <laughs> yeah, nice talking to you yeah um uh, but yeah i actually uh i do i i actually could honestly say i like a lot of B movies. Okay. Like I am a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I do like romantic. I really do like romantic comedies. I think it's a, I think it, I think they're funny about how they try to portray love and, but make it try to be funny at the same time. And, and have stances of people's lives that get drawn together. And I just think it's funny because it doesn't happen yes. that way. And it's yeah. different. It's a, it's, I always, I laugh at how love is portrayed in general. Yep. On television and on magazines, and, formula. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't. And this is probably good uh, a good topic for Julian and I to talk about in our podcast. And um, and how it's not like that. It's not all love and rainbows, and, and yeah. it's a lot of hard work and and whatnot. But um, but yeah, I but I do. I really like B movies. I like like cringy zombie movies that are horribly made to. The, the the most ridiculous action movies that you're like what the hell am i watching this can po- this can't possibly ever be real and i'm like <laughs> yes this is exactly what i need in my life yeah exactly so, yeah. a lot of hours of my life watching watching that fantastic okay that's, that's great that's uh that's exactly what I, exactly what i was looking for so perfect look there's one question that i I intend to ask all my uh, guests that I have on going forward. So I guess you guys will probably be the. I think I don't think I asked Jacob in my last episode, but I'll, I'll ask you guys. What's what's something that you're reading, watching, or listening to at the moment that's really caught your fancy? Julian, well, oh, I, I 
don't watch a whole lot of TV, but on my downtime, I kind of try and catch like on Netflix, like the, the small, like mini series. And, um, and, and I, and I also love like cartoons. Like I'm a big kid. Yep. I'm like a huge kid. Yep. Like I love having small children because then it gives me a reason to watch cartoons. Fantastic. And I look like a total psycho. Um, <laughs> but, uh, there was a couple and, and, and another thing that I, I really love is ancient Greek mythology. Okay. So there was, um, there is one small series on Netflix. It's called Blood of Zeus. And, um, it's like an anime, like kind of like an, that, that, that style of, of, of cartoon. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and I, I like, I binge watched, I mean, it was like maybe seven or eight episodes, but I binge watched that, that whole thing, uh, on one sitting. Um, right now I started watching at the, at the, uh, uh, recommendation of my podcasting partner i started watching world world not me i'm sorry z nation which i love like bad yeah. zombie movies that's a bad yeah that's um, a bad series I'll, I'll be watching i've seen that I, one before uh, yeah but i don't know what it is i i love watching train wrecks yeah. train wrecks of like mm-hmm. movies and shows I'm the same way as Orlando. I just B movies. I love B movies. Um, but I just love watching these train wrecks and, um, I kind of, I, I kind of put the whole Z nation, uh, on hold, uh, for now. And then, you know, probably now that I got some vacation time coming up in the next couple of, on um, the next two weeks, I'll probably pick it back up again. Cool. Orlando? So me, I'm always reading and watching something. So I have a great passion around reading. Um, but again, I'm a, I'm a nerd. So right now, the things that I'm watching, I just finished rewatching The Last Airbender. Oh, it's a, okay. it's oh, an anime, animation show. Great, great, Fantastic. great, um, automated series. Yep. Love it. Um, so I just finished watching that. And of course, I am watching The Mandalorian, which is phenomenal. Oh, yes. If you haven't watched it yet, get on it because it is the last few episodes have blown my mind. And as far as what I'm reading right now, I'm, I'm reading a space, uh, a, a, a sci-fi space war novel. Okay. So it's called, uh, it's called Blood, Blood, Blood on the Stars. It's a, actually a 23 book series and it's by an author called, um, Jay Allen. Oh, yes. It's a U.S. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a U.S. It's a U.S. Today bestseller and, uh, great book. If you like military-esque, uh, reading with um a lot of science and and sci-fi put together and yeah. i've always been infatuated with the stars and anything that has to do with space so i always gravitate to these type of books hey, uh, well if you're interested in that sort of thing there's a series called saga of the seven suns that's really really ah. cool yeah you give that a look saga of the seven suns yeah that's a really good right. one too i think you'd probably like that one as well because that mixes uh, uh, sorry no, no, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. I was just going to say that mixes a lot of uh, advanced technology, but also there's parts of that book or that book series which probably more mimic the like the druids and things like that that we were talking about before with um, uh, Great Britain and and their ability to communicate over vast dis- uh, distances and things like that. So, um, you, I think you'd like it. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good series. 
I already added it to my to my reading list. Very good. All right, fantastic. All right, let's and, let's get into. Actually, your... I was I, oh, I was going to say before we move on. Uh, yes. I, I am reading. I mean, I've read it like five times already at this point. Uh, I just love that book. Uh, I forgot that I I picked it up again, um, <laughs> which is you know fitting to what we're talking about. I'm actually uh, rereading uh, Chariots of the Gods. Oh yeah, I love that book. Yeah, fantastic. Well, can I let you in on a little secret? And I don't really want to uh, broadcast my SSID to everyone, but the name of my home network is Chariots of Wi-Fi. Ah, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, um, just to have a something unique, yeah, I uh, I came up with that, and uh, I was very happy. I'm very proud and, you know, of myself, and I announced to my family that I've come up with a name for our network, and it's called Chariots of <laughs> Wi-Fi. Uh, and uh, sorry, chariots of Wi Fi, and I got blank stares. So, as you should. <laughs> I guess you have to only, be only only like minded individuals would be like, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next time that we're uh, so uh, and and Australia is is actually one of my my bucket uh, bucket list uh, places that I I a must visit for me. So if I'm ever like in the the Melbourne area, just yep. driving around. I'll just pick up my phone and look for Wi-Fi Chariots driving. of Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's it. Wi-Fi, that's it. Chariots of Wi-Fi, that'll be me. So uh, feel free to man in the middle attack me, whatever you like. So <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All right, cool. Let's get into your last three. I've held you guys for way too long so far. I'm sure you're getting bored. Uh, <laughs> We could do this for hours. <laughs> Men after my wife has a five-year-old right now. <laughs> I'm good. All right, cool. Let's go into number three, your third conspiracy so did, theory on the top ten list. So did Hitler really die and did he move did he move to South America? For and I, I and I always try to choose my my wording around Hitler very carefully because i find him i find him fascinating and not because i think his ideas are fascinating because i don't think mass genocide is a good idea at all but it you have the the power that he held of around germany and and to get people to follow him the guy was a a lunatic but he was incredibly intelligent and charismatic and he was able to build a modern day empire. He was a modern day Genghis Khan and he was sweeping across the country, just taking what he wanted. And I find it, I, I, the story of world war two, his story, it, it, it fascinates me because I just can't understand how I can't wrap my own head about how someone like that came into power. And and how difficult it was for the world to stop him and and how much and how much how much blood had to be spilled before our own my our own country got involved into that war. Um, It took basically them trying to attack us for us to say, all right, now it's on. And um, and but but basically the 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 gist of this particular a conspiracy theory is that you know they the no one knows if Hitler died 
right? It, or they're saying that he was there. The area that he was in was bombed. There's, I've even heard stories that he was assassinated, and there was a, like a body double going on as Hitler for a while. Mm. But a lot of people seem to think that. Well, it's a known fact, first off, that a lot of of Germany's hierarchy, military hierarchy, fled Germany and went to South America, to Brazil, Argentina. Oh, and yeah. that's a fact. Uh, Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a known fact. Yeah. But they think that Hitler actually made his way to to uh, to South America and, and retired there. And I think Argentina, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. The boys at Brazil, I was just thinking of that movie. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Argentina that they suspected he he actually got made it to. Um. Yeah. You know, I didn't know honestly. It took. Uh, I read a, a article. I don't remember if it was an article, a book, and about about how there's like a whole colony. I think in Argentina where there's a bunch of blonde hair, <laughs> people that yep. speak German and, and yep. Spanish and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's crazy because like no one talks about that. You mm-hmm. know, we always focus on you know the war. But you know what? We we know that a lot of a lot of these people were imprisoned for war crimes and and whatnot. But a lot of them got away. And what, yeah. where do they go? Or or they went to other countries where they got you know they got jobs and 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 they were they got to continue whatever experiments or or whatever they were doing. So Operation um, Paperclip. Yeah. 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 So and Russians um, and the Americans got all the good scientists. All the good, all the good sciences. Yeah, they put them, they put them to work, and you know, it's. Uh, I think it's fascinating because you know we always talk about war and what happens, but the aftermath and and the and what happened to certain people. Because you know, when you think of war, right? You think of World War Two. What are the first? What's the first thing you think of? Hitler, of course, right? Nazis. Mm. Like you don't. No one ever talks about who you know. Japan. No one talks about the other powers that were in the access of evil. You know, like. It's a, uh, it's, it, it, there were other, a lot of other players go in that, in, out there. And, um, and yeah, so I, I just find it fascinating. I always think it's, it always checks a chord to me. And, and that's one, one that I really enjoy, especially, um, after, I, I believe actually was the History Channel put out that series called Hunting Hitler. And they've actually gone down to South America, down to, um, Argentina and, you know, allegedly found like a bunker style. And then they they, they, they saw a lot of, um, uh, Nazi, uh, third Reich memorabilia that was still there and things like that. And mm. there was uh, houses that had under, uh, tunnels underneath that led to this place. I mean, it was, is, it's one of those conspiracies that yes, you know, a lot of people say about the body doubles and then they, that, but that Hitler was, uh, successfully smuggled out of Germany, um, did not go through, um, you know, all, all the tribunals in Warsaw, which ended up, you know, being executed just about every single one of them that ended up on, on, in, you know, on trial in that tribunal. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of documented, documented cases of, Nazis having fled to South America. Definitely. And, and, and that's, that's the thing. It, it, the only thing I find hard to believe is that he'd gotten to a point where he was so drugged up that, you know, he, he wasn't going to surrender. And, uh, I don't know if he was in a state of mind where he could have actually, and, and he had a lot of people who, um, by that time too, didn't believe 
in what he was still espousing in terms of, you know, uh, taking over the world and didn't think it was possible. Um, so I would have thought it was more on the cards that he was going to get assassinated by one of the, um, the, the top military or something like that. So rather than them actually help his escape, there's so many variables that could be taken into account. And like you said, no one probably actually knows for sure. Um, well, eh, Adolf Hitler knows for sure, but uh, <laughs> that's about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of those things that we'll never know. No, sure. exactly. So, But it is an interesting conspiracy theory, that's for sure. So, okay, so number two, and I guess there's, uh, there's not too many bigger, at least uh, on Earth. Um, so uh, what's your number two in terms of top ten conspiracy theories? So to- uh, number two is <laughs> everything surrounding uh, – well, former president, yes, because he was assassinated, John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it, it almost doesn't get any bigger than this. I mean, between, between the, the reason why it's number two on, on our list is only because our passion for number one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is something that, first off, everybody knows. It doesn't matter if, you live in the United States or you're from another, another country. Like everybody knows who John F. Kennedy was. Yeah. Everyone's heard the stories. American royalty. And exactly. And, it, um, it, it, it's just fascinating because it has all these different little facets, right? Like, you know, the mob, a magic bullet, um, you know, a patsy, uh, you know, an impossible, an impossible shot. um, all these different things that that the, the Russians, um, you know, all these different, all these different Cubans. little the Cubans, cancer yeah, all these little different gas monkeys, yeah, cancer monkeys, so, yeah. <laughs> cancer monkeys, yeah. So so Castro. all these little all these little things that are in this wheelhouse, and you sit there and you're like, well, what, is it true? And it's always hard because it's a, it's a modern day conspiracy. But, you know, the information that we had then to now and all the secrecy and the the blacked out reports and stuff like that, it's it's just the movies, like everything, like everything around it is just and then the and then that that poor family's history of death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And his son, you know, his son died. His his, uh, was was Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy was attempted assassination. Um. Just you almost no, wonder. No, he was, like, he he was, was assassinated. Assassinated. Was Sorry, assassinated. wasn't wasn't one of the wasn't there another Kennedy that was attempted assassinated? Uh, I'm not um, sure. Unless it was Bobby, and I, then they got him. I don't know, Teddy. They kept feeding him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know that that fam. You almost want to know what that family was into. Yeah, yeah, and there were a lot of conspiracy theories about what they were into, actually. So yeah, uh, I think what Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Oh yeah, he Look. was into her, really. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. You know, it's one of those things. Like, I, I think the the part that uh, that actually I know Julie and I talked a bunch of times about, and it's one of those like have a few beers and you start talking about is how the hell did Lee Harvey Oswald pull off those three shots with a bolt action rifle? You know, and we haven't been able to replicate that. We've gotten some of the best marksmen in the world to you know special forces to try to replicate those three shots in that time frame that Lee Harvey Oswald had and that historically uh, awful bolt action. Right? Exactly. 
and yeah, the yeah. Man liquor. Well, yep, yep. And that's the thing. So they could actually replicate the timing in terms of getting the shots off, but not with the accuracy that he's supposedly had. And for a guy who didn't have any military, supposedly no military training, he mm, was no. he served. He was oh. in the Marine Corps. Oh, he was. Yeah, but he oh. but he was but he was nothing. He was a grunt, right? Like he wasn't any type of marksman, marksman or special yeah. horseman. Oh, oh boy, here comes the hate mail. Any Marine, <laughs> every any U.S. Marine that hears this podcast, you oh, are geez. gonna get. Calm down, calm down, guys. Take these jarheads. <laughs> they take that butt hurt real quick. Yeah. I I will put up some money for a just a regular. I don't even. I don't want to call them regular. You special Marines to, to, to see what your marksmanship is like. Not uh, everyone's a marksman, uh, so yeah, everybody's a marksman. You know, like, not everybody can shoot the the, the the testicles off of a fly from a hundred yards out. Well, did- okay, Gunny Highway. But the the thing about it is, is so I just I just moved from that area from Dallas. So mm. uh, one of the offices was in one of the, uh, one of the buildings that's actually in um Dealey uh Dealey Square. Mm-hmm. Um so and and it's still I mean other than you know more buildings surrounding it it looks exactly the same as it did in all the footage that you see so it's kind of surreal but the other part about that the 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 book um this depository building still there. Now it's a tourist attraction. You could actually go and see through that window. Okay. But if you're – no, no. Oh, hold on a second. It gets worse. There's actual a live webcam oh, that if God. you Google the webcam, yeah. it gives you a real-time shot of oh. that window out into Dealey Plaza, not Dealey Square, Dealey Plaza, and you actually see the road where the motorcade, uh, the motorcade came by. And even looking at it, you're like, "There's no freaking way." Yeah, I call I, bullshit on that one. Dude, what do you what do you guys think or about bollocks? <laughs> bollocks. bollocks. <laughs> That's a very Aussie term, very <laughs> English term, actually. But um, yeah. what do you guys think about the idea that it was actually a secret serviceman that shot from the sh- the car behind the president's car uh, because they had actually been out the night before and they were a little bit woozy still and uh, that one of the guns went off accidentally and shot him. Yeah, I've heard um, this before. I, I, I call I – call, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't. think so either. Um, um, I mean, if you're uh, – even, you don't even have to be like an average, um, you know, shooter – it's very highly unlikely unless that secret service, um, you know, agent had his sidearm at his yeah. hand. Yeah. With exactly. His, with, with his, uh, finger literally on the trigger and with already, actually, with already like three pounds of pressure on yeah. the trigger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, no, uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't. I don't know what the exact schematics of or the or whatever that weapon was that 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 Secret Service was holding, but I think the average law enforcement and I, Julian, I don't know if you know that he, uh, know off the top of your head, but I think the average pound of pressure to pull a trigger on a on a on a on a law officer like a police officer's uh, sidearm yeah. is seven to nine pounds of pressure. So I that's a lot. Say that they carried 1911s, actually. Oh, really? Oh, so then, I, the, so, I so, almost yeah. want to say that they carried yeah. 1911s. So, oh, so okay. I, at least seven to nine pounds of pressure to pull the trigger. So, 
an accidental shot, like Julian said, your finger would have to be on the trigger tensed, like with the yeah. intention to pull to the trigger. Pull, and, pull and, and you know, yeah. these secret, these secret service, these secret service men that, that they're, they're constantly trained. Like, I mean, yeah. the trigger discipline, I mean, these are things that are pounded into your head from, from, from get go, you know, that, yeah. you know, so I, I find it hard to believe. I, I, I believe there were multiple shooters, but I don't think it was being shot by accident by the guy that was supposed to be protecting him. So, so Julian, you're ex-army and Orlando, you're a gun enthusiast, correct? Mm-hmm. So, yep. so what's the, your opinion in terms of dossier? Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> you have a dossier on us. I, love I know. It. Hey, he knows everything. I listen That's to awesome. you. I listen to you. I, I, you know, I, I, I like to listen to your episodes anyway. But before I do any sort of interview, I like to do my research and I listen to my guest podcast because I'm genuinely interested in your show. So, um, and I try, try to retain as much as I can. So. <laughs> Good. Well, you have a hell of a memory, man. But yeah. go ahead. So, what I was going to ask was: there's one of the things that everyone points to is the fact that the bullet that went to through bo- uh, went through two bodies, and part of the car was magically found on a gurney underneath the president's body in virtually not pristine, but near pristine uh, condition. Which, for <laughs> guys like yourselves who know guns, that's pretty much impossible. It's uh, fucking impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, There's absolutely yeah. no way that that's going to happen because even, yeah. okay, even a low caliber round like a 22, um, where, it, where it'll go. And even though like, um, like a 22 caliber, uh, those are actually pretty devastating rounds, even though it's a very low caliber because they tumble all over the body and they, they, they're going to be mangled. Um, going through bone. Even, exactly. I mean, the only time that I've ever, even seen like uh, a, a cartridge that comes out in semi pristine is anytime that I've seen like um, like the police shows and they when they test fire the weapon to look at the um, uh, the rifling ballistics, ballistics, you know, yeah. the ballistics yeah. that they they fire it into that water that tank gel or, or something like that yeah or or the ballistics gel yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impossible. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, it's funny because one of the things that we we've we've talked brushed lightly on 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 our show because obviously you know that Julian and I both uh, are firearm enthusiasts. Um, you know, the a lot there's a lot of misconceptions towards firearms, and a lot of it has to do with movies and stuff like that. And you know, uh, it's it's basic it's basic science. If I took uh if I took um a glass and I threw it against the wall. There's no way that glass is, is going to come out in one piece, you know, and you know, high velocity, high velocity rounds, anything moving at a high velocity, doesn't matter what it's made out of is going to receive some type of damage. So to believe that a bullet passed through two, I think what two human bodies and then got lodged in a vehicle or just magically landed on the park. It's, it's impossible. I mean, yeah. even, even, even if it gets lodged in your, body because it you shot somebody and it ricocheted off their collarbone you already have bullet fragments because bullets are designed to to do that to fall apart to cause maximum Maximum damage damage. yeah exactly right yeah so i just i was interested to see what you guys would think about that and i think you know that's it's one of the you know they talk about evidence to that you can't sort of refute that's one of the things that uh, you know it's just completely nonsensical 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I don't even know how that even was a a theory. Mm. I I I remember when I first watched the movie JFK with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it. I still remember because it was a double. It was a double VHS set. Yeah. And I remember when they were in the courtroom and they're going on about the magic bullet. I was like eight years old when I watched this movie. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, that's more shit. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense. So if an eight year old kid who never at that point had never touched the firearm yeah. was like, that's impossible. You know, I, I, I don't know how that even was yeah. even an argument. Tell your story walking. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Fantastic. Guys, all right, let's wrap it up with your number one. What's your number one? And I think most people would probably understand if we've gone through everything we have so far that there's only one really major big conspiracy that you could be looking at. What's your number one conspiracy? Are we we alone out there? (laughs) Do aliens exist? This is like... Honestly, yeah, this is you just want to gobble it all up. Like this is honestly something that I have been passionate about since I was a child. Like I have always stared up in the skies and wondered. I've had this fascination with the stars my entire life. Like even like the wallpaper on my cell phone and my desktop is is um astronomy related. Like I just always felt this like this this pull mm-hmm. to know about the stars and i've always had this fascination and imagination i love star trek and i yep. and all the star treks um anything any any Battlestar galactica like we talked about earlier you know i used to watch unsolved mysteries and i only would watch unsolved mysteries if they were talking about alien sightings and i would watch countless reruns and and marathons of you know whatever they had on the history channel i even liked that crazy anthropologist guy on the history channel that talks about he's in what is what is his uh job title julian a alientologist or ufologist ufologist whatever um and you know i just think that i just it's impossible actually i think his is ancient astronaut theorist i believe is actually the actual title it's like a it's like a sandwich artist at Subway. Yeah. But like, you know, I just think it's impossible to think that we are on this 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 world, right? And you know, there's so many wonders like just that are living and breathing, you know, from us as humans to animals and sea creatures. Yeah. And you know, it's hard to believe that this is, it ends at us. Like that I know that we got we have to have distant cousins out there. Um, I think it's I think it's known in a lot of circles that there that there are that we're not alone. And um and I I just think that that there is more out there in those vast stars than just us. So are we talking greys or the Anunnaki or the tall whites? <laughs> what are we What are we talking All about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's already. Julie is chopping it. I'll let you go, Julian. You go. I, I'm salivating. <laughs> so, so it's, it, it is funny because like, uh, this is one of the debates at, at, at home because like my wife is like a hundred percent like a non-believer. Like, oh my God. Um, and, uh, I always tell her that's, that's kind of a cocky thing for us to think that we're in such a vast universe. 
characters uh, with only ones. And then uh, I happened to be watching like one of those. I, I'm also big science, you know, like Discovery and all that stuff. I yeah. was watching something about the universe and there was that they were talking about like the the Hubble telescope. And then all oh, that they found that this all these galaxies within these galaxies, there's thousands of planets. And some of them are um, from what they can see are similar to ours. Mm. And, and then I just look at her. She's like, yeah, but ours is the only one that has life in it i was like oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me but um <laughs> i i have i have here that we go goldilocks sign sort of thing so yeah exactly i'm about to be excommunicated by my mom um <laughs> but um you know I, I i i i do believe that uh that there's 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 got to be something that that it just the would odds. not make sense yeah Exactly. The odds of such a vast universe that we have no, we haven't even began to, you know, scratch the surface of just how vast it is that with only, that's kind of cocky. That's like super cocky of us to think of that. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say that I'm an ancient astronaut theorist, but just like we kind of alluded to some of the other theories, you know, talking about the Egyptians, the, you know, the, um, monoliths and things like that i mean when we're talking about things that without what we consider is our advanced technology we cannot duplicate how the hell is early you know pre-bronze you know age man yeah you know exactly you know how are they achieving it without some sort of help you want to call it divine help cool we'll call it divine help but it's still help it's still going to be outside assistance one one way or another and you know it even goes to the evolution of man i i i have a belief that we are a a hybrid species because i i talk i I had this conversation with orlando one time that it was one of my beliefs is, is what is you know as far as within the animal kingdom what is our nearest relative primates Mm -hmm. okay so how come we are not still in that primate and and they continue to be primates prime primates you know orangutans you know gorillas and all that stuff but then we took this very similar but now we evolved quote unquote to where we're at where where at one point did we make the evolutionary right hand turn was it by chance, or was there some assistance? Yeah, and that, that's the we've, thing. There is a missing link. There is a, a, a quantum leap in terms of evolution that we took that they still really can't uh, they can't really account for. So it it does make you wonder how we made that leap to you know from you know an offshoot of primates possibly or to the the more conscious, you know, self-aware people that we are nowadays. It's, uh, you know, there, there's obviously primitive man and Neanderthal man and things like that, but there, there is a jump. There is a, a quantum leap that they can't, they can't account for, and that's the, the missing link. And, and that's and, and even in other conversations, because now we're seeing that a lot of the primates like orangutans are starting to become to that pre-Bronze Age mm. almost uh, Neanderthal man because now they're starting to use tools. Yeah. Yep. Very, very rudimentary tools, but they're starting to use them. Okay. We have cars. So at what point did we stop, you know, digging at our relative's hair to pick out, you know, uh, bugs and eat them to, um, 
a, a hop, skip, and jump from having my flying car, which I'm still very upset that we don't have. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> at least we got, the, we got we got the Nike uh, we got the Nike uh, runners from uh, Back to the Future, though. Um, you're just going to have forty thousand yeah. dollars pay for them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, you can go fuck but, yourself. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So you know, you 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 think about it, right? And I and I always I like to play around with this. Like I I'm I'm a Christian, but you know, I like I I have this love for sci-fi and extraterrestrials. But like, if you look at even the history of man and how we, I guess you would say, became civilized and put into order, you know, when that leap came and when we had our our golden age of birth, like you can take the you can take the Bible and you can look at the Bible and you can and and read it from back to front and you could talk you can see how people interpreted these miracles and and these doings of God and Jesus and 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 angels and you know you almost want to think that the 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 stories kind of all like fall hand in hand together mm-hmm. like you have you have this superior race of beings right where this superior race of being or beings or beings they they he calls himself god he has a son you know he has angels and he they, he creates men in his image because whatever you know this is what he wants this mm-hmm. is he he loves he 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 it's all maybe it was a project or whatever and he felt that he can help evolve maybe it was to be better than what they were right yeah than god was was the intention and he falls in love and then you have the story of uh, lucifer uh, a jealous brother that's like why do you love these humans so much and mm. and there's this war and then you have adam and eve whichever way you want to interpret it but then all of a sudden there's then it's bestowed upon us a rule book the commandments yeah. and you teach them you teach humans that to be fearful of god and you know you know if you don't do something right god will punish you you will not be allowed to enter the gates of heaven what is the gates of heaven is it a transcendence into another spiritual realm or is it another plane of existence you know a lot of different things you know i Mm. i try to be as open-minded as possible when it comes to things like this and this is stuff that i just thought up on my own like what's the best way to keep people in check law and order you know promise them something Yeah. yeah yeah religion does it you know and but where did religion get that idea from you know, was this bestowed upon us? Like, yes, it's been a passed around like a game of telephone. Like nobody knows what the hell, who the hell to 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 um to believe in. And, and mm. people are fighting over their gods and, and mythologies or methodologies or whatever you want to call it. But um, but yeah, so, you know, is it that hard to believe that, you know, some some little green or gray man came down, sprinkled some fairy dust? on some monkeys and boom, we became humans. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Emerald Lagasse. Bam! Yeah, exactly. Bam. Look what I did. Monkey. You know, like, you know, like, and, no, and, and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to just kind of jump on, um, right in here real quick, because you bring up, a, oh, I love your point because, um, you know, I'm going to stir the pot a little bit on this one because, so, you know, we're taught about God and everything. You know, I'm a Christian as well. You know, I have my beliefs, but we're taught taught but what our religion tells us. That's our religion now. But when you look at all these 
stories, these ancient stories, even down to the, like I said, I love Greek mythology. There's always something very similar. These archetypes are very similar. You know, you have the all, the almighty, um, king of the gods, Zeus, who mm-hmm. created men in his image. He loved them more than he loved all the other gods, you know, mm-hmm. uh, jealousy with, within those gods. But now we call that mythology. Okay. But back then that was religion. Yeah. Yeah. So in a, a thousand years from now, what our belief system, our spiritual belief system might be thought of as mythology oh. and whatever is going on then is going to be the religion. So, I mean, time and, does that but, to things. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. But the, the one constant in this is always these all powerful beings that come from another place, another plane, another land, you know, the stars, the heavens, whatever. And they perform um, miracles influence man whether for the good or the bad um and there's always the set rules saying hey be a good person don't be an asshole yeah and you know, you're going to be able to come up here with us and and you know party for for the rest of eternity yeah you know you break these rules and then you're going to go downstairs to the basement where it, it sucks um all of those themes are very constant Similar. in all yeah civilizations yeah uh and now when we're talking about like these mythologies and 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 religions they all have very similar stories pertaining to you know these celestial beings and very similar descriptions uh they were in some sort of vessel that was bright and it looked like it was on fire they all you know and all these things so it's kind of like again talking about the monoliths and things like that. How is it that these civilizations who are hundreds of years and thousands of miles apart have such similar stories? Yeah, and, and mythologies, and very similar to the way they all have some sort of a diluvian flood type of story as well. Um, mm-hmm, exactly. you know, they all share a very similar history or uh, mythology. In terms of probably getting away from the religious aspect a little bit, but getting into some more, you know, um, tin tacks uh, type of uh, evidence and things like that. There's a new movie coming out called uh, Phenomenon, and it's about uh, Rendlesham Forest, uh, Roswell, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Jacques Vallée type of uh Stories, you know, we have one here in Australia in 1966, Westall, um, in April. There was hundreds of school students, um, two teachers. They were all witnesses to supposedly a craft landing and people getting out. And this new movie that's coming out that I, I heard on another podcast is all about those. Like in Rendlesham Forest, there were U.S. Marines who were actually, um, or U.S. Uh, Army men who were witnesses to a, a craft landing and and beings getting out and things like that. What sort of credence do you give to all those sorts of reports, including Roswell and um, Edwards Air Force or Air Force Base? And- I think I, I think I think it's all re- I think it's real. I think there's for decades there's been reportings and findings and. And, you know, something happened in Roswell and there's too much in there going on. There's too much in there to just keep hiding over and over again. You know, it's a back then it was very crude method of cover up. But, you know, it's. It's just interesting that that 
that we we that we try as a as a society we try to hide something and then you know it, it's uh oh i lost my train of thought but like it, it's 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 absolutely i think it's absolutely true because it's if it wasn't we would get more answers from the from the government or whatever at the time right so if if it was just a weather balloon why not show it or whatever or or let people yeah or yeah or let people come through and and take a look and whatnot what was the secrecy behind it why was the military there why were federal agents there so it's obviously it was something regardless of whether it was an alien or maybe uh, a a secret project that they were working on but i do i think i think a lot of the times when you see a lot of these footages some of it you know i think there's some people that are backwards and they just make up stories but you know i think a lot of evidence has been there i think you know people have i mean there's even been findings of um of particular species that have genetic code that they can't find where the evolutionary chain has come through Mm. um that uh that that's out there you have like you mentioned you know area 51 like what's going on yes it's a military installation but Really, though, like what's going on over there? You know, yeah. like what? Like and I pay more attention to like the the mass, like you said, like the like the school, te- the teacher, the students, the teacher that you have a 100 or so people that all saw the same thing on the same day. Yeah. It's not just one person. So, I, I you know, I, I though I know sometimes they're far fetched, but, you know, I do think it points us in a direction. I don't know if it's the truth or not, but. And and even in in, in recent events, I mean, um, at the beginning of, uh, I think we were like in week three of of the initial lockdown, our government released, uh, they declassified videos of the 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 heads up display of I think it were F eighteen fighter pilots that were pursuing an object, and we're talking about fighter jets that could not keep up with an object, and I'm like, and the government basically said. Yeah, fucking, I, we don't know what they are either. Is that the Commander Friday? Uh, Tic Tac video? You were talking about? Tic Tac video, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, Commander Friday. Yeah. Trying to favor, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yep. it's, it's pretty his, damning evidence. And, 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 and it's, and, and it's damning evidence, but it's coming from a United States cap, uh, captain of, in the Air Force. Like, it's not like this guy has a record of, drug abuse like you can't discredit no him exactly he's a, right. i think i think and he's a decor he's a decorated pilot for god's sake and then there's also other ones like bob lazar story oh, um, of course somebody That's who was true, completely yeah. disavowed by the united states government to later be like oh shoot my bad yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly. here's your stuff all, all all your stuff back and it's like uh-huh i mean really so um but yeah and i you, absolutely you know what's the one of the things that i like uh, one of the things that that and the reason why like guys like uh commander uh favor and and um and bob lazar is that their story never never changes yeah they never have especially lazar Mm. because he's been doing this is his story's been going on for a long time and like his attention to detail and recollection and how like he talks about it so matter-of-factly and how he says like he worked on one specific part and it was his job just to work on this one specific part. He only saw a piece of a craft once. Yeah. You know, like his no, there's no exaggeration to his story. 
is there could there possibly be a person that is so methodical and evil that they can just continuously make something up and can keep it up yeah maybe but i mean his i mean you gotta you got you gotta give the guy credit like even if it is a fake story he's super consistent like his story lines up 100 percent yeah well the other thing is obviously um the american people were given the information that the the american government had their advanced aerial threat identification program all this time as well they had ATIP for a fairly long time and that was all because of ufos that they they couldn't explain where they're from and and they didn't know you know it's obviously not their technology that uh which is a, a common and a favorite theory that it's advanced weaponry from either russia or america or something like that, but uh, they wouldn't have set up ATIP if they knew where all this stuff was coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not for nothing, but, you know, technology like that costs a shit ton of money, and I don't think the Russians or even our government have that much to make. If we had technology that can move like we've we've seen in those Tic Tac videos, I think that – we wouldn't have the issues that we'd be having in this world. I think there would be a dominant uh, um, government over everybody. Like, yeah. you know, like you, you countries like America and, 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 and China and Russia are the first ones to boast. And it's like, you know, it's like who has the biggest dick contest yeah. all the time. You yeah. know, you know, if a new, a new Naval vessel comes out, we're pushing that sucker out into the sea. If a new airplane comes out, we're putting that bad boy out into the air. So, you know, if we had the maneuverability or the, 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 that type of power or, or capability as a country, you'd be sure as hell that that thing would be painted green and pushed out there for the world to see. It'd be painted red, white, and blue and it'd have lights all yeah, over yeah, it and everyone would know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be a flex. It would be such oh, a flex. Yeah. Yeah. For and, sure. Yeah. And we, we'd be saying. be that- named. Sorry? Something, something Kennedy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Something Kennedy. Yeah. And we'd be no, we'd be saying Australia would be saying, yeah, they're our mates. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, fantastic guys. That- they might, they might name it Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been really, really fun. I've really enjoyed it. It's been fantastic. Um, I hope it's been as enjoyable for you as it has for me. Um, I'll give you the chance now to let everybody know where they can find the Invincibly Broken podcast and where they can get in contact with you guys, listen to you guys, and follow you on all your social platforms. So go ahead and plug away. Absolutely. So you guys, first off, thank you very much for the opportunity. It was a blast. We had fun. Uh, we love to geek out about all kinds of stuff. So thank you for the opportunity to sit here and talk to you. So it was a pleasure. Um, for, for all you guys out there, if you want to, if you want to join Julian and I in our, in our endeavors and conversations and, and want to chime in, you can listen to the invisibly poke. Excuse me. You can listen to the Invincibly Broken podcast on any major podcasting platform. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are 
everywhere. Uh, you can also check us out on www.invinciblybroken.com where we have all our back catalog of all our episodes on there as well, as well as some blog, a blog that Julian and I uh, have tried to update as much as possible. Um, on social media, you can search simply search the Invincibly Broken podcast. So we'll pop up on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. And if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at invincibly underscore Orlando. And you can follow me at invincibly underscore Julian. And uh, yeah, you guys can shoot us DMs if you want to hear about this particular topic or if you have something interesting that you want to share with the world. We'd love to have you on the podcast and we would love to interview you as well. So check us out. I think you uh, I think you'll have fun with us. We we are def- I think we're a riot. I think we're a good time. I think you are too, guys. I and uh, uh, as I said, I've listened to a lot of your episodes and I'll continue to do so because uh, it's a lot of fun. So thank you again f- uh, for coming on and uh, helping me out and giving me this chance. And it's it's been a lot of fun at my end. And I'm I'm sure anyone that listens to this has hopefully gotten to know you guys a little bit better and will appreciate the work that you're doing. And uh, we'll give your show a, a chance, give it a listen. So. Uh, you, you guys uh, stay thank well. you so much darren this was such a treat for us it, it, it's it's kind of weird now us being on that end of the interview usually <laughs> yeah. we're the and, ones asking questions so and, it, it, this was a real treat no and i think i think your listeners should know that this is our first time being on somebody else's podcast and it's international fantastic so this is awesome this was great for us. Well, you're my first uh, United uh, um, uh, US uh, uh, guests as well. My first three guests were ah. all Canadian. <laughs> okay, all right. We're the hey. we're, we're first 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 Yanks on there. You I like break it. the Yank cherry. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's never going to be the same again. Never. Exactly, just the way we want it. All right, guys. Hope your shots are up to date. <laughs> Fantastic. You stay well. Um, stay away from that COVID and look after yourself. All the best to your families and to uh, you going forward. And I, I'll chat to you again soon. All right, guys. Thank you very much. That's it. We made it. Three hours and two weeks. Thanks if you did listen to both episodes. It's uh, quite an effort. The guys made it a very fun and interesting show. Honestly, we couldn't believe that we had spoken for so long and we were trying to be brief because we had so much to cover. Anyway, please go and follow the boys at the the Invincibly Broken podcast and give them a listen. They dispense some good old-fashioned doses of reality and don't get Julian started on millennials. As usual, please subscribe, rate, and review where you can, but I'd love to hear some more from listeners. So don't be shy, drop me a message on one of the social platforms or send me an email and don't forget to send in your top 10s so I can read them out on the show. Also, if you can and would like to support the show monetarily, drop past the show's Patreon page or you can buy the show a coffee, all the links in the show notes. And again, on that note, the Patreon tiers, I didn't really set these up with too much thought originally and just did it because everyone else had a page so I thought I'd have one. But I have amended the $1 tier now so that you can get access to asking questions that get priority to upcoming guests. Uh, Questions from listeners is something I'd like to have regularly on the show in that last segment. So get your questions in when you see a guest you're interested in. And for $1 or $0.25 per week, your questions can get priority to be read out on the show. Thanks for listening, and I'll chat at you again next week.